Hi, it's Cara Brown, and this is Watercolor Conversations. It's a place where I share my love of watercolor and my seeking, my teaching, my discoveries, the connections I see, and just in general what it's like to be alive at this time here on planet Earth. I hope that this meets a part of you that's longing to be met. Thanks for being here. Hi, it's Cara, and I'm here to share with you a new episode. And this one is actually inspired by having just written for the first time in a couple of years, a post for my online journal where I write and put pictures and all of that. It's a new one. Uh, not a very text-heavy one, more a photo-heavy one. I was on my website yesterday. I was updating it with a couple of new paintings that I finished. And I noticed, oh my God, the latest blog post on there is from 2021. And I really ought to put something up there. It's really not that big a deal. So then, by the wonders of the mystery of the universe, as I say in the post, I get an email this morning from someone who asked me, what she said was a random question. Do you keep the reference images that you have used to make your paintings? And she would love to see side by side, you know, my painting and then the image that I used to paint it. And my first thought was, well, do I have those pictures? Oh my goodness, I saved them all. I have a whole structure in my Dropbox where I keep all of my, my photos that is all the photos that I've painted. And it's organized just like my online gallery by subject. So they are all absolutely there and then some. So I thought that is the perfect thing to create a, a new post about. And then I thought, after I did that, there's stuff I have to say about this. And I had to say about this. So it, it recalled for me a post that I wrote in February of 2016 and I called it photos or life, question mark, we get to decide. And it's in the vein, it's in the theme of one of my big philosophies. And that is that we are the only ones who get to say what is and isn't our art, what is and isn't good, what is and isn't our method, our materials, our subjects, all of it, all of it is up to us because the muses out there in the world choose us to have this art come through. And so they only ever going to live once in all of history, people that we are, we get to make the work that we do uniquely ours. So when I started this, what I wrote here, I talked about when I first painted in watercolor it was a Saturday in June of 1992. I was 30-something, early 30s. And I took a one-day class with my mom at my old high school. And it was called Painting Flowers in Watercolor with Stephanie Scott. And she taught us to paint from life. So we had to bring a flower as well as our paper and supplies. And I did this little blue Dutch iris, just this single stem that's sitting in a in a glass, but I didn't paint it. I just painted the stem and the leaves and this spiky little blue-violet iris. 
and was on a quarter sheet, which is 11 by 15 inches. And I went home and started painting more. I did some sweet peas in a faceted water glass, and I did some angelique tulips, which are really soft and lovely. And all of this was just kind of a botanical style with white background, nothing but just the flower in the middle of a piece of paper. In the meantime, my mom quickly migrated to using photographs and using some kind of projection device, as we had learned from the amazing, incredible Joseph Raphael. He used slide projectors, actually, to paint his monumental oils and then later watercolors. But at first, it was really interesting how my process was that I couldn't see what it is that I needed to paint from the photo. I needed life. I needed it sitting right in front of me. But I have gone over to the photo side. I just can't imagine doing what I do. The whole process from editing photos to just being in inconvenient places and times when you can't just sit down and paint. It's not just a a still life sitting at the dining room table anymore. I'm all kinds of places in the world and I can't make a painting in the time that it's going to take to snap a photo. So I have completely become a photo-oriented artist and see it as an integral part of my process. But it's said in the world, it's out there, although so many artists use photo references. There, there, there are some people who teach who say that it's inferior, that there's all kinds of what do I want to say? There's, there, are, there are aspects of what it is that we paint that the photo cannot convey. And this is so. It's true. Everything in life is a mixed bag. But we get to decide. That's the whole thing. We get to choose. And if there's a photo that happens upon you in your world, and the message that you see here, whatever, when you, when you look at that photo, is paint me from that photo, then hey, there's where you go. So these ambiguities that are no longer resolvable because the subject is not in front of us, we just have to deal with it. Um, But there's also something that I have become completely in love with. And that is that the camera can only focus on basically one thing at a time. And when your subject is in focus, your background is out of focus. And I love reproducing those out-of-focus backgrounds. So, it you know, it's just part of what I do. And it's become part of what people see me for, you know, as an artist, is what we call my fuzzy backgrounds. And photos have really made it possible to do what I do. I mean, I've been on a ladder up inside a peach tree and an apricot tree and looking into, not inside, but into a cherry tree and persimmon trees on ladders. There's no way I'm going to paint on a ladder. And I've been in fancy food shops, looking through glass cases, trying to not get the glare on the photo. Uh, It's up on a chair on top of a patio table, risking my life and limb to get to some beautiful plumeria blossoms in a condo complex we stayed at in in Kauai and crouch down inside the grapes 
early in the morning when the sun's coming in sideways or late in the evening when when that sun is so beautiful and the way it illuminates the grapes that way. So the light is fleeting, the places are inconvenient, the photos just, they just make it possible. And then since I've learned Photoshop reasonably well, I have come to love the process of of editing my photos, of combining them. It's like collaging digitally. And not only do I crop and lighten and saturate so the colors are more intense, which is something you can do with pretty much any photo device, including your phone. But in Photoshop, you can easily lift elements and put them onto another file and make things smaller and tuck things underneath other things. And I can get lost in this process and it's the most free I am in in the beginning to end of my creative process is when I'm dived into Photoshop and how about this and it's free form and whatever when it comes down to painting I love what I do and it takes a different kind of focus and a different kind of um intentionality and it's it's a little bit more intense the painting side than this freedom of what if I don't do what if when I paint I've already done that <laughs> and the painting part is bringing it through the other thing that happens kind of backing up a little bit again is I have gone out on kind of hunting expeditions where I go to a beautiful place like Filoli the gardens down in Woodside or somewhere when I'm on my travels, I'll go through um, beautiful gardens or beautiful areas where they have beautiful gardens, even if they're not formal gardens, with my camera, intentionally looking for potential paintings. And that is really fun and free as well. And that's where I can snap, 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 snap because of the wondrousness of digital photos. Yes, there's, there's downsides to digital too, but um, we don't have to worry about using too much film anymore. Maybe some of you who don't even remember that, but we did used to have to worry about using too much film. Then there's the whole selection process. I will periodically, when I'm looking to see what might become a painting, take a whole bunch of images and project them large on the wall about the size that I might paint them and kind of wait for this sort of like, (gasps) no, this quick breath in, even if I don't actually do it, I might feel it. And it's like, oh, that, yeah, that, that's what I want to paint. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Sometimes all it takes is just the, the, the little image in my phone. That's happened a few times. That was the case with Fauchon and Claire's. I mean, it was a little teeny Canon elf, tiny little digital photo the size of a deck of cards. And it was my very first thought right after I took the painting. I was still inside Fauchon fancy f- food store in Paris. And I went, oh my God, that would make amazing painting. So... But but sometimes it takes a bit. Sometimes I've taken a photograph of something years earlier and I'll happen upon it in my digital library and it will gobsmack me. That happened with the one that I call Shiro's. It was my second uh, 60 by 40 painting, big, huge painting. And it took some editing to, to make it right. I needed to make some changes to it and I needed to saturate it and brighten it. But once I saw it, I couldn't not see it. And I had, had, had to paint it. It's 
what I want for artists is to have that sense of their own instrument that's in the center of us. Each of us has it. That gives us the indication that this is for me. And maybe not this one isn't, you know, or this one really isn't. Ah, I would never want to do that. Um, And when it comes time to paint, though, when it comes time to putting the painting together based on your, your photo, I was speaking with one of the artists in my group years and years ago who was really, really torturing herself over whether or not she'd gotten the, her painting to accurately, down to the most minute detail, represent her photograph, color, shape, all of it. And I said to her, almost like with a, oh, honey, in my voice, you are not a slave to this photo. It is your servant. It captured to the best of all of the technology's ability, all of the information that was there the day that photo was taken so that you don't have to have a photographic memory or even if someone else took it, you can even have the benefit of the fact that you weren't even there. And although it is my preference for always for us to paint from our own photos because there's nothing like experiencing life, but all that information is in that photograph for you to decide what to do with. So like I said, I make all kinds of edits with Photoshop quite often. Every now and then, and every now and then still, one will come right out of the camera ready to go. That was the case with Kindred, the one that my first succulent painting, I'm actually working on my second succulent painting right now. And, and it was when the iPhone had a square option and so it was a square photo. There wasn't ever any more to it. In fact, I went looking and went, oh, no, this was taken square. So I took it square, and it was absolutely perfectly composed, just as it was. I didn't change the color. I didn't change the light, nothing. It was like, boom, a painting reference. So it's what I want for you. I want for you to be in charge of your art I want you to have your freedom. And fortunately, most of us have lives that allow us to choose this freedom. But sometimes we hear voices of others, and they might include the words should or shouldn't. And as we're starting out, we might be inclined to have these voices lead us off our path. But I'm here to remind you that you are not a slave to any of it. Anything that comes your way as you learn to paint instruction, including from me, anybody else's processes, anybody else's art, it's all there to serve you and your process. Because you and only you hold the vision of your art and you get to decide how it comes to be. So all I want to say is here is to your freedom. And go have fun, go take pictures, go play with them. Mess with them to the extent that you have the capacity and the technology to do that. And see what happens when you put them to paper with watercolor, if that's your thing. I promise you, doing so can become one of the most rewarding ways to spend your life. Okay, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that you do. I appreciate that you're out there and are hanging there with me with what I have to say. Okay. Take care. Until next time. Bye-bye.